Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to an El Dia Después edition of the Churros y Tacticas podcast. And if you're wondering why a very somber and low energy Keon Sabani is doing the intro to the podcast, well, it's because Diego's part is coming and he does not hold back. So brace yourselves and buckle up. If you're a Barca fan, get amped. And if you're a Real Madrid fan, uh, good luck. That's all I got to say. The reason why I'm doing the intro and Diego's part is kind of different and kind of fragmented here and we're putting putting it together in different segments is because Diego and I did try to record in person. We both had manic days. Diego got off a crazy day at Barca Studios and simultaneously I finished a massive scathing column on managing Madrid, about 3,500 words, just cooking Ancelotti as Om Arvin put it in our Slack. I cooked Carlo. And uh, I, I don't even feel the least bad about it. I meant every word I said. If you want to go read it, go read it. Buckle up for that as well. Because as happy as Diego is, um, the equi- I, I am as angry as Diego is happy. And I feel like it's justified. And I don't think it's an overreaction. And I'm pretty confident that what I saw last night may have been the worst coaching job in a single game I've ever seen. Thibaut Courtois came out and said, uh, something absolutely shocking, uh, which I read earlier today where he said, at halftime, the coach made changes that confused us and we didn't know what was happening. And all of a sudden, he's facing a breakaway from Aubameyang. We didn't really realize there was three at the back. We didn't know what was going on. That is unbelievably inexcusable, at s- but somehow also not surprising that's the shocking part, that it wasn't surprising because when you watch the team play, you could just tell it was directionless, aimless, without a plan, shambolic, confusing, nonsensical, illogical, all of the above, and that's being polite. So anyways, back to the story of why this podcast is kind of fragmented is because I got off my work doing that article and also working on some book deadlines and doing some other stuff, editing, podcasting, whatever. I, I was at the Burnabout doing some podcasting yesterday. I edited that video. I put it on YouTube. And 
Meanwhile, Diego was working a crazy day at Barca Studios, and you could imagine what the, the mood was like over there. We got off work at the same time, and I had to do a COVID test. So I rushed to do a COVID test, which is basically my life is just writing about Real Madrid and doing COVID tests because I travel every weekend, so I got to do COVID tests constantly. Which, by the way, I think in April is going to ease up because April 1st, the mandates are in many countries which I go to are going to change and they're going to ease. So, you know, hopefully this was the worst or the last of, you know, these daily COVID tests I have to run around the city doing and paying my entire life savings towards and eating up my travel budget that way. But anyways, besides the point, when I finished my COVID test, I was in a situation where I had to just find a quick spot to record and I didn't have my microphone and I did find the and it was pouring in Madrid. It, that, that's the context. So usually I would just go in a park, Diego would phone me in and be fine. But I had to find this indoor place that I got kicked out of a university because I wasn't a student. Then I got kicked out of a library because I was being too loud. And then I found another business university which I found a seat and I sat, but the connection between Diego and I just was not working. I mean, on his end, it worked, but not on my end. So we recorded in two different segments. Um, Diego wanted me to answer two questions in particular in my segment, and then you can listen to his segment, which is upcoming. Um, The first question he wanted me to answer is, what was the mood like at the Bernabeu? Because he didn't hear many whistles and anger and stuff. So I will tell you what it was like because it wasn't it, there was anger for sure and from what I know and I, obviously I didn't have a broadcast or anything but uh, I was told by you know some of the the managing weird staff that the ESPN broadcast had really subdued the noise in the stadium which um, is disappointing but you know I've, I've had experience watching those broadcasts too so I, I can picture what they're saying it was deafening inside at least to start like the pregame was fantastic the noise and atmosphere everything was fantastic it was magical. Uh, and even for the first like 10, 15 minutes, it was pretty, pretty loud. And, and, and after that, um, there was there was anger at the referee. But that's also because partly, you know, we didn't have replays in the stadium. So everyone thought the Vinicius thing was a penalty in the first half. You know, none of us realized it was a dive. We didn't, you know, and not all journalists get to see the replays. Some some sitting at the back are the ones involved in media broadcasting and TV, they get to see it. But, you know, the written press where I was sitting, we didn't get to see the replay. And the fans didn't get to see the replays either. So we, we didn't know. We were a lot of anger towards the referee because we thought, you know, that that was a penalty, for example. But as it kind of wore on, it wasn't, it was a lot of acceptance that this Real Madrid team just is not on the same level as Barcelona in that game. Um, and I think it was less anger and more just defeat and acceptance it, it felt eerily similar to the Ajax loss which I was at the 4-1 where it was like just acceptance and at some point like the Barca fans the small contingent of them in the corner of the Bernabeu the top the top corner they just win because they they drown out everyone and no one you know when you're down 4 nothing, like if you're down one nothing or even 2 nothing, or if it's tied you can drown out the Barca fans. You start, you know, they, you know, there were various times in the beginning. They do the puta, puta Barca, puta Barca, hey chant, and then, or they just drown them out. They whistle them, they they kill them. But when you're down four nil at the Bernabeu, you don't, there's nothing to drown out. You have to, you just accept it. You you don't drown them out anymore. Uh, I I do remember that they they did not like the Obama Yang celebration. That was one one thing. The, the you know the entire section got up and you know made made it known what they thought about that and I couldn't even really see the celebration and that's the other thing you know 
I, I imagine this is probably similar to what a lot of PSG fans felt after the second leg where they didn't watch replays. They didn't want to relive it. Whereas Maridistas for like 48 hours were just watching replays from that game. You know, different different camera angles, different reactions and all that stuff. I'll be really honest. I did not rewatch anything. I did not watch any highlights. Did not watch anything. And uh, I just wanted to avoid it. It's not that I couldn't watch it. I just really could not relive any of this shit. I did not want to see it. And so... I did. I do, I. I did not see most of this stuff. I mean, the only things I looked up was the Vinicius dive because I just wanted to see what happened there, and uh, I was so unbelievably disappointed with it because it looked like he could have shot. And uh, and again, I, I think everyone listening to this has probably already heard that take, and you guys have that opinion anyway. But that's kind of new to me because I didn't see the Vinicius dive until like after the next day. Today I saw it. In the stadium, I, I didn't, and then I didn't, you know, watch any replays after that. So, uh, the atmosphere in the stadium was one of of defeat. It was a defeatist crowd who wasn't angry, but just defeated uh, was my interpretation of it. And of course, anger too, and rage and stuff. But maybe not so much outwardly, but more inwardly. And they just left the stadium. They started to leave the stadium at minute fifty three. Minute fifty three. I've never seen anything like it. So that's the answer to Diego's question number one. His second question that he wanted me to answer is, what's next? What does this mean? Does this dampen the spirit uh, Real Madrid conjured up from the PSG game? Is that fuel now um, extinguished? Is it? Yeah, are we are we now in a state where we're going to Chelsea, hanging our heads? I mean, I think it. I think it matters. I mean, and, and above all, does it affect the title race? I mean, I, I mentioned this in my column today. Like, if it actually, if this game ultimately changes who the champion is by the end of the league league season, then God help us all. It's going to be absolute fireworks. But um, assuming that Real Madrid hang on to this, I think it at least does open the door for doubt, where you might start dropping points. You know, Diego circling the Celta Vigo game. As a game where Real Madrid will drop points, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, then Barca start winning. They Maybe they win their game in hand, which, yeah, at this point, who's going to say they won't? Does it does it start making Real Madrid doubt a little bit? Does it get in their heads? And above all, what does it mean for the Champions League? I mean, that's something that everyone really cares about who supports Real Madrid, obviously. Um, and what does it mean when Carlos says, I won't make the same mistake twice? You know, the problem is he may not make this mistake, but he can make another mistake because he just makes a bunch of mistakes throughout the season. This is far from the Carlo of 2013, 2015, that two-year range where a lot of the things he, he got right is just, you know, he doesn't have the players for it. And I strongly believe this is a very talented team. I don't think there was a golf in talent last night. Uh, far from it. I think there was just a gulf in ideologies and tactical identities. And one of the points I made in my column today was, you know, football managers, football teams are smarter now and just more uh, have more analytics and stats and tactics and identities ingrained into them in the history than in the history of football. There's no denying it. Um, and I feel like Real Madrid are behind in that aspect. It's not that they don't use analytics. We know that they do. But, um, you know, if Eric Ten Hag walks through that door with a tactical ide- ideology, 
they're going to look at Eric Ten Hag in the eye and say, can you manage Mbappe's ego? And that's what they care about. Ancelotti was hired because he's not going to create a fuss. He's not going to argue. He's not going to say, I want this player and that player. He's not going to... Um, He's kind of a he's kind of a people pleaser, and that's the reality. As much as we all love him uh, on a human level, that's kind of the issue. So, uh, what does it mean? I, I don't really know, uh, other than the fact that I've I, I've lost complete faith in Carlo. Um, somebody says may disagree with that. That's fine. You know, you, you don't have to agree with that. That's that's my take. That's my feeling. I feel like it's a pretty calculated analysis. I think I've seen enough, and. Uh, I, I strongly believe also if Real Madrid are going to make a run in the Champions League, which I know it seems very unlikely now, but I will have to remind people, like sometimes even when you're in the depths in the, of the football pit, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you just never know. I always say that just in case because you, you really don't ever know. You know, you don't. You know, the football changes so, so quickly. Um, but I But I do think if this team is going to make a run, it's going to have to be on the back of Benzema heroics and heroic defensive interventions from Courtois and Co. That's the way I see it because I don't think this is a tactically superior team to the teams that they'll have to face for the rest of the tournament. Um, and they're going to have to rely on some heroics. That's how I see it. So uh, I'm going to leave it there. Coming up is uh, <laughs> an absolutely out of his mind, Diego. And uh, there's no stopping him. There's no no nothing you can say that you know Barstar X points back, etc. He's uh, he thinks that Cryf came back from his grave t- last night. So, congrats to him. <laughs> and enjoy Diego's upcoming. And you'll also get a few pieces of Diego and I's conversation that we attempted to record, which we we did piece together a little bit of it. Um, but uh, we didn't use the whole thing. So uh, that's mostly Diego because my, my part is not connecting well to that one. But this is the Diego show coming up. This is the churros to balance out the tacticas, the yin to the yang. This is what makes the show. And uh, I will have my day in the sun again one day. So here's Diego. Yeah. Let's go. All right, y'all peoples. So yeah, we're going a little some some. That's a little teaser for you. Something that I've been working on for churros, trying to spice up this pod just a little bit, just a little bit. Our dear Kian Sobani doesn't even know what I've been doing behind the scenes, but surprise, surprise, Mr. Sobani. I've been working, I'm cooking a little something up. Okay? Listen. The podcast, we want to make sure that we bring it to you in the best of conditions, anytime, all the time. When it's not, we want to make sure that we do right by our listeners. And so Kian and I, we cut the previous podcast short due to the connection problems that Kian was experiencing over in my G. Very rainy, no good cafes or universities or libraries were taking the poor man in. They were kicking his ass out. And so, like he said himself, he couldn't even do it out in the park given the bad weather conditions. So we said, let's stop it there. Let's see what we have and let's see what we can add to what was 
in the midst of being an epic podcast, given this historic result where Barca beat Real Madrid four goals to nil in the Bernabeu. Should I repeat that? Four? Not one. Not two. No, 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 no. Not three. One, two, three, four. Smackadocious across the Fiznets. Putting Madrid back where they belong. And where is that, you may ask? Well, <laughs> we'll see at the end of the season. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, however, think that this defeat will have done tons of damage, not just for Angelotti's role moving forward, which even Kian Sobani says, out, Angelotti out. His time is up over in the Bernabeu uh, in what was his second spell. But I also truly, honestly think that this team moving forward in Champions League will have also lost that aura that they had surrounding them following uh, that, uh, call it miraculous, let's call it a miraculous win against PSG, where for a good, you know, what was it, mm, 120 minutes or so, am I being too generous here, but for the vast majority of the two games, okay, PSG was wiping the floor with uh, Hail Maggi, but doing what they do in the Champions League, this inexplicable mm, turnaround in fortunes and form to then eventually go on and beat the the starstruck side from Paris and advance to the next round. Let me focus back on the game, though, because I think that we saw so much from one side and so little from another. I really... And it's a shame that we cannot talk about it today, Kian. But I, I, I really, this was a podcast more than me gloating and showboating and doing all sorts of uh, that usual business that we do when we uh, sort of poke at each other. I was curious to know several things from you, from your side. I wanted to know what was the Bernabeu like? What was the Santiago Bernabeu like on another night where the home fans had to endure uh, a humiliation? Uh, of epic proportions when in reality them and you and other Madridistas were actually hoping for finally being able to sink your teeth into our necks and maybe you know completely demoralize us and finally have that you know exuberant prolific win by a large goal margin and instead getting your asses handed to you and 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 I would love to know. I would have loved to have been in the Santiago Bernabeu. Mind you, I've been in the Bernabeu on several uh, several occasions where Barca came out victorious. Men mentira, miento. That's not. I've been there once where Barca won. Uh, the other ones were in the Camp Nou. But um, those were narrower victories where it was difficult to get a sense of okay. You know, the, the 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 majority of the Madridistas are leaving the stadiums today with their tail in between their legs. Um, uh, it was uh, in the game. The radio was reporting that at the 50 minute mark, already, you know, a, a, a certain amount of fans had left the stands. Now it was hard for the spectator to judge on the telev television screens because. Um, you know, you had the first grada, let's say, the first uh, stands were sort of covered with um, 
were, 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 were covered, so it was hard to see. But like I said, there's a question for you, Kian. What was the atmosphere like? What was the sense like? What was the energy like? What were, what was going, what was being whispered or shouted across the um, Madrid Stadium as after, again, 50 minutes, you guys were already trailing by four goals to nil. Uh, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, I didn't hear any whistles, didn't hear any chants uh, anti-Florentino, anti-Papa Flo, anti-Papa Carlo. So mm, is there sort of peace with the fact that, again, you've had to go through such a humiliating defeat or uh, because, you know, the gap in the league is so big and you're still up uh, of course for the Champions League as well and this was well just a, a banana peel in the road and whoops um, dirty nasty fall but hey we can recover from that and dust ourselves off or do you think that this damage would have done more profound um, caused more profound hurt and, and damage uh, within this squad and the, the fan base alike for them to yeah face the rest of the season with more doubts surrounding uh, the, the Madrid camp. That That's something that I'm really curious to know. Uh, for Barca, I mean, it was just a perfect all-around day. I, I didn't have much more to add than, than we already talked about. Uh, it's also a little bit odd now doing this, uh, coming off of the back of recording with you and now doing this solo. But it was just a perfect all, you know, all-around. All, all uh, the only thing that I could potentially shed a, a more critical eye on is maybe in the beginning to see how this was such a in the beginning I mean those 10 minutes that I previously mentioned where this really looked like era un puto clásico like you know both teams were going to go for this this was going to be a back and forth this was going to be goals were going to be scored by both camps and uh, we were going to see who was going to be the last man standing after ever receiving so received so many knocks but uh, that, of course, so quickly turned around. So what I mean by that is is maybe more control from the get-go um, would have been preferred for Barca. But again, I, I, who, who was I to blame when this team played their hearts out over in Istanbul just three nights prior when Madrid actually had an entire week to prepare for this Clásico? So, you know, uh, fatigue it wasn't going to be something that I was going to be too critical on because of how important it was also to advance to the quarterfinals of the Europa League and how demanding the game in Turkey must have been. And if anything, it was complete. I was surprised at how fit and how intense this team were. Intensity was rife. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, everybody was working their socks off. Everybody in Dembele included. You know what I mean? So... um that was and and again we talked of course about how I thought that Dembélé would start this match seeing as he was rested over and 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 against Galatasaray, um, he seemed in, in incredible form. Everybody was. I mean, everybody was from Ter Stegen to Piqué to uh, you know Araujo shutting down Vinicius on the flanks. I had a doubt there. I, I was fairly certain that Dani Alves were, was going to start. Uh, he picked up of course his 400th match as a Barca player doing so uh, in an, on an unforgettable night. So kudos to him. But Araujo proven again that, man, Prezi, pay the man. Pay the man his money. Brace. Brace. Pay the man his money. I don't want to lose this guy. I don't want to use the Uruguayan defender. Please, please. He deserves 
whatever he's asking, which I'm hoping, I'm assuming is not anything overboard to what's being reported at least, but uh, we cannot lose this guy. We just cannot. We cannot. What he brings to the table is um, from leadership qualities to obviously defensive and offensive ability. He scored his fourth goal of the season. It's just tremendous. To Piquet, obviously being still stellar. Uh, Eddie Garcia, I mentioned, I thought was phenomenal in his ball movement. Also, um, uh, you know, anticipating any sort of potential counterattack. Having his battles as well. Um, I think it was him and Vinicius that went down to the wire before. Like I mentioned, Vinicius uh, uh, shattered brick in front of uh, Ter Stegen's uh, uh, clo- closing down of him on that on that potential one-one situation, right? It was a one-on-one, but the, he could have converted it for the one-one. Uh, and then, I mean, everybody else, everybody else. I, I, I Pedri, masterful, nineteen years of age, maturing in front of our eyes, and just being an born an all-out born leader, and uh, fit like a, he hasn't come from the Masia. Clearly or obviously, but um, he he certainly does look the part. To Frankie de Jong having a pivotal game as well, proving that uh, his also production and performances could continue to be on an ascending uh, path. Very positive minutes from uh, him. Busquets, Gabi coming in. Um, I think Gabi even picked up a yellow card. He didn't shy away from nothing, and we've grown accustomed to that. But... Uh, uh, you know, and then the front three, of course, Ferran with a massive miss. <laughs> I have to say it with a massive miss. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. But uh, so happy to see that uh, he recovered from it. And then on that next play, the three nil it was where Obama, uh, Obama, I say Obama Young, Oba, uh, showed that he has got eyes in the back of his head, slotting in that. Lovely little no look back heel pass to Ferran, who then connects with it perfectly. A tougher goal, if anything, than the one that he had just coming out of the gates of the second half, uh, where it went wide, of course. But this time, uh, hitting the back of the net, I want to say top corner, wasn't that high, but it still was, you know, obviously far away enough from uh, for Courtois to get to it. And uh, then eventually, finally, uh, Oba getting uh, his bracement. Like I said, nine goals in 11 games. What can we say about him? I I feel like he's been made to play for Barca. He looks like he's been there for years. Looks like he looks the part, acts the part, plays the part. Um, congratulations, man! Congratulations to all of these players and staff included, and directors and fans. Because God damn it, did we need this? God damn it, did we need this? Thank you, Madridistas, for allowing us to kick your ass around. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said it on um, Stan Sports. Uh, somebody who I didn't know before, but got to know, got to know over uh, just these last couple of days when I recorded a preview pod for uh, a uh, aspiring journalist with a podcast, Stan Sports. Check him out. Very nice uh, chap. Uh, lives over in Madrid, but I just felt it. It was in the air. I said, you know, if on the night of uh, Galatasaray, I sort of had my doubts whether we were even going to qualify. Tonight, I felt like we were just gonna give an ass kicking we were just gonna give an ass kicking and i was being prudente right a little bit humble and uh held backish prudent uh with an initial 2-1 which i then converted into a 4-2 i just felt like it was coming i could feel it coming in yet night oh lord and I've been waiting for the moment for all my life. Oh Lord, I can feel it. <laughs> Way to watch yourself. I'm gonna hit you up with a beatbox next. But um, hey, listen, I'm gonna leave it here. I don't know what Kiana has to say. I know he wants to speak on this and uh, have his own inputs. I'm just very curious to know what the state of mind of Mad- for Madridistas is moving forward. If this has been a knockout punch that is uh, one that you cannot lift yourselves up from, if there will be weak knees moving forward in the league and the Champions League, or uh, maybe one or the other, I don't know. It's it's. I know the gap is still big, Kian. I know, I know. And, 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 and I know that you're going to be making fun of uh, and our listeners of my uh, current state of uh, euphoria. But... Um, it's just it was just so needed man it's it's we've been on you know the end of bad memes and jokes for too long now and this was coming and i'm happy it did um and of course like i said uh, earlier when i was still talking with kian against the perfect rival we are currently still um what is that 12 points off so with a game in hand call it nine yeah <laughs> that's how i'm feeling right now that's a win Against, if I'm not mistaken, I, was, I thought it was Sevilla. It is, it is Sevilla, isn't it? Or Real Sociedad. Anyway, it's a big one. But we're there, of course, also with uh, the eyes on the second place in sight. We're very close now to tying, potentially leapfrogging Sevilla. And uh, if that's the case, man, if, if we can, you know, 12, we, we can put it down to nine points. Nine points? And you drop points in Vigo, let's say. Oh. <laughs> Who's that creeping in the window? Pow! Los Blaugrada now! We're coming. We're coming for you. Kian, I'm signing off. Handing it over to you. Wish you a safe and pleasant flight back home to your lovely family. And I look forward to rejoining you on the next one. Listeners, it's been a pleasure. We're back. It's as simple as that. We are back. And we're back with a bang. You've been warred. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.